Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. And my name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. I'll be your host for this hour, so I invite you to call in at that number that was just given to you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And I invite you to call in with your questions and your prayer requests and love to hear from you. we got all open lines right now. Grab one of those open lines early. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Of course, Calvary Live is the program where you, the listener, get to participate, get to call and be on the air and ask your questions or give your prayer requests. And we talk about real-life issues. We talk about uh, those things that are on your mind, the questions you have concerning uh, maybe a Bible verse or certain topics uh, that uh, is on your mind, uh, maybe perhaps what is our biblical worldview on certain things that we see around the world. I think it's important for us to have a biblical view and to know God's Word, and I'll do my best to point you to the Word of God. And so give me a call. Open lines uh, and grab one of those open lines. We'll go to the phone lines as soon as <clears throat> the calls start coming in. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. There's another way for you to be able to contact me, and that is through a text line, 720-336-0897, and that's for texting only. Be careful when you are texting. And so welcome, everyone, on this Monday, the 23rd of January. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range and into Southern Wyoming, the Radio by Grace listeners, many stations across the country. You two are listening live on this Monday afternoon, or maybe perhaps it's evening now on the eastern side of the country. And then also those of you who are listening a week delayed on Hope FM, Truth FM, and Higher Rock Radio. So glad that you're a part of our Calvary Live family. You can call, and we'll have our conversation, and then you can listen to it a week later. Uh, but then I want to also welcome all those who are listening online. The online audience is growing. People from all over the country give us a call. So anywhere in the United States, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number and the text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven for texting only. As we have time, we'll go to the text line. We got a couple open lines, so grab one of those open lines as we start this Monday. And we're going to start with Monica here in Colorado. Hi, Monica. Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Hi. How are you? Um, I am good. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Anyways, my question kind of just goes along the lines with, um, you know, hearing the voice of God. I find myself, um, I was at church the other day, and, you know, my pastor was kind of talking about perfectionism. And, um, you know, he kind of just, like, said something to the fact that perfectionism was a sin. 
well, I noticed that in, like, my life, I always am trying to do the ex- absolute, like, right thing to do. Like, am I, you know, following? It's, like, almost like I'm doing, like, a checklist of all these things that, you know, is God pleased with me doing this? And it just, like, kind of gets in the way of, like, you know, me finding a job, the right job, me doing the right things with my day-to-day. And so yeah. my question is, like, actually, I'm just, like, thinking – What's kind of like your opinion on that, more or less? You know, on perfection, when it comes to hearing from the Lord, when it comes to those kinds of things, I think that what's important to to really kind of balance it out or understand is that we want to do our best for the Lord. We desire to please Him with our life. None of us are perfect. We're perfectly forgiven. We know that, matter of fact, it's interesting, Monica, that you called, because I was just reading right before we went on the air that David, when he writes in the Psalms, that as for God, his way is perfect, and the word of the Lord is proven, he is a shield to all who trust in him. So we know that the Lord is perfect. We're perf- perfectly forgiven, but we we won't obtain perfection, but that does not dismiss that we are to please the Lord with our lives. And as we hear from the Lord how it is that we are to live, we we hear from the Lord primarily through the Word of God. And that's why it's important for us to be in the Word of God, having those devotions, studying the Word of God, because He speaks to us through the Word of God. But He also speaks to us in that still small voice. And, and that's where I think people, when it comes to looking for a job, when it comes to direction in this area, um, when it comes to uh, decisions that we have to make— and I believe that the Lord wants to direct us in those ways. You see, we the just shall live by faith, and that's important to understand. And a lot of times that we will go through life, and maybe perhaps this is where you're at, where you're basing your relationship with the Lord on performance rather than just faith. If I go down the checklist, I go down and I did this and I did that and I did this, it doesn't dismiss that you want to please the Lord, but it's living by faith in, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do? I, I understand that you want me to pursue holiness. You want me to keep your commandments. You want me to, to live in a way that is pleasing to you. But I need to hear from you when it comes to this job. I need to hear from you when it comes to the decision that I need to make. And I believe that, as Isaiah chapter 30 tells us, that as we go to him, and that may be a good chapter for you, because the Lord is inviting his people to come and take counsel of him. And and he says, come to me um, in confidence. We can go to him in confidence knowing that the Lord wants to guide us. He wants to direct us. And on Saturday mornings, uh, Monica, I've been doing a, a ministry class, the Heart of Ministry, and last week, uh, we had the topic I was teaching on being spirit-led, and that was one of the uh, chapters that we looked at was how the Lord desires to speak to us as we go to Him and then wait on Him. He promises that He'll be uh, good to those who wait on Him. He, he'll give strength to those who wait on Him, and that He will be compassionate to those who wait on Him. And waiting on the Lord's not always easy, but then after going to him and waiting on him, he says that I will be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it, go to the left and go to the right. And oftentimes people say, well, how does that work? Is that audible voice? I think that 
a lot of times for me that as I'm in my devotions, the Lord will speak to me through a verse. He'll speak to me through the Word of God. He'll give me, when I have a decision to make, Lord, should I go in this direction? Should I do this thing? Um, that he gives me a peace that rules in my heart, as Colossians chapter 3 says. Um, and, and that word rule means a baseball umpire, that he'll make the call. And if I am making a decision where I'm feeling anxious or I just I don't have a peace about it, that I got you know caution that is flashing in my heart, I'll stop and I'll wait on the Lord. So the Lord desires to lead us and guide us in that still small voice and just giving us a peace and speaking to our hearts, speaking through the Word of God. And and I think that as we are sensitive to the leading of the Lord, it's just, you know, the just shall live by faith, live by faith. He invites us to come to Him, to uh, cast our cares upon Him, and He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us in everything. So I don't know if that's kind of what you're looking for, just that, you know, uh, knowing that God wants to lead you and guide you. We will never reach perfection, but we are to move forward in the things of the Lord. He is, you know, just conforming us into his image. And and as we are looking to him, he wants to guide us and please us. He, you know, he wants to do that work in us. He desires for us to know his will, um, and we can know it through the word. And he wants to guide us in decisions. Yeah. Monica? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense because um, today when I was reading, I believe I was uh, reading in Ecclesiastes, and it was just basically saying how, or no, I think it was in Psalms, um, blessed are those who wait on the Lord, you know, and so that was like a big affirmation, knowing that God is speaking to me through his word more or less, and I think he's calling me to, you know, be led by faith more by more than by sight. So, yeah, and you know, it, it it's interesting because I talk to a lot of people, and I don't know exactly where you're at. That they just focus on performance. They focus on I'm going to yoke myself to performance, and then, um, and then you know, it, the result will be this. And, and the thing is that you love the Lord, and one of the things, Monica, that we've been doing is going through the Book of Galatians on Sunday morning. And Paul is saying, listen, that that you walk by faith. You got the gospel, you know, that is given to you, the gospel of grace. How you live in that grace is that you don't make provision for the flesh. You have liberty. You're free in Christ, and you walk in the Spirit. But to know that he sums everything up by, that everything can be summed up by love. Love the Lord. Monica, love the Lord and enjoy him, and know that he wants to to just guide you and direct you in every decision that you do make, because he does care for you. And that, you know, when I make a decision, like I said, if I don't have a peace, I'll wait on him. You know, when there's that prompting in my heart that just he keeps bringing it to my heart, I know I need to step out. Um, and, you know, in the Old Testament, we were talking about they used to have the ermine and the thummim. You ever did you hear of that in the Old Testament? David used it. The high priest had it in his breastplate, the ermine, the thummim. They don't know exactly what it was. It was like two stones 
Uh, maybe one was black, one was white. It's a simple explanation. So they would ask, you know, hey, should I, David, should I go to war against the Philistines? And the high priest would pull out a, a, a the Urim and the Thummim and give an answer, yes or no. Um, it'd be nice if if people came in and said, I got to make a decision about a job. I got to make a decision whether I should buy this house. If I had an urm and a thummum, you know, in my desk drawer and I pull it out and said yes or no. And, and I know this is a simple, ex, you know, example of how it was done in the Old Testament, but we got something so much better. And that is the Spirit of God. God speaking to our hearts. And He does want to speak to us in that still small voice. And he is going to guide you, and I'm going to pray for you um, in the, you know, searching for a job and the decisions that you have to make in your life. But just walk by faith, walk by faith, and live by faith, and and know that he cares for his children, and we have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father. So, Father, uh, I pray for Monica. I just pray that you would bless her, and I pray that you would guide her, and that she would just walk by faith and enjoy you, and uh, it's all summed up in love, serving one another in love, as Paul would say, and she, as she's making decisions, um, that she would know that you desire to speak to her, that you desire to guide her, and um, give her a peace that rules in her heart, and uh, I just pray that she would be sensitive to your leading, and even in those times where she has to wait, that she would know that um, you're with her, and you're traveling with her, and you're going to be faithful to show her the things that you desire to to do, you know, show her in, in her life and decisions that she has to make. So I just pray that you would just help her to hear your still small voice in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Bless you bet, Monica. God bless you. Hey, we got two open lines, 303-690-3000. Call in number to text line 720-336-0897. It really is, that's why I encourage people, you know, to have devotions. Because I know for me, there's been so many times that the Lord will show me a verse and and decisions I'm making, and he'll really speak to me through his word, um, or he'll give me, you know, just a prompting in my heart. And just as I go to him, he he continues to do that, or a peace. If I don't have a peace about something, you know, when it comes to making decisions or with the ministry, I don't move forward with it. Um, that's the Lord trying to tell me something. If I'm anxious about it, or I'm just not sure about it, or something's not right, you know, kind of like the flashing caution light, uh, I'll wait, wait on the Lord. And uh, the Lord is good and faithful to speak to our hearts and speak through his word, and he'll guide you as well. But maybe you need prayer, so give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897 for texting. Love to hear from you, and love for you to be able to um, just uh, text in a question or prayer request. We're going to continue with the phone lines as we have Dan in Boulder. Dan? Dan, are you there? Dan? Dan in Boulder. Okay. So um, he had a question, uh, the unforgivable sin, um, saying something bad against the Holy Spirit. Um, Is it more than that? Love to talk to you about that, Dan. 
um, what specifically you're looking for. There can be a lot of question on the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit as we look at it, and there's a couple different thoughts on that. So uh, call back if you can. That means we got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897 is the text line. And love to talk to you um, and love to be able to converse with you. Um, Want to just uh, encourage you at this time. You know, we find ourselves at the end of January and it can be a time where um, people are feeling down. Uh, People look out and it's gray outside. There's snow on the ground, at least here in Colorado. Uh, Maybe not where you're listening. Uh, And it's just... um, you know, it it can be a time where we're longing for spring to come, or maybe I'm just talking about me, but I do want to encourage you that this is a time uh, to really draw close to the Lord, to really just be looking to the Lord, to be reading His Word, to be encouraged in the things of the Lord. And, uh, and He has so much that He wants to do, and uh, He does want to lead us, and He does want to guide us in everything, just as we were talking to our first caller, Monica, and uh, just take the time to do that. And in those times where uh, maybe perhaps we're not as busy or we're feeling a little down, it's not a time to pull away from the Lord. It's a time to draw close to the Lord. So give me a call if you need prayer. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. we got all open lines right now on this Monday. I pray you're doing well. And i uh, love to be able to talk to you as we start a new work week. And as we are going about our lives, maybe there's a question that you have. Maybe there's, uh, you know, just prayer that you need. Uh, love to encourage you. Love to be able to uh, just talk with you. And, and um, as we talk about the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. In that ministry class that I've been teaching on Saturday, it's been a huge response on it. Uh, we've been talking about serving the Lord. And, and it is a day and age where, you know, we are here for such a time as this, and we look around and we do see the darkness around us. We see things are getting more confusing. They're getting more difficult. And the first thing that we talked about is the call to ministry and to understand that God does want to use you. When I first got saved, I didn't think God wanted to use me. I I thought that was just for those in full-time ministry or the professionals or those who graduated from Bible college or seminaries, they were the ones that were called to ministry. And he's called all of us to ministry, and he has a ministry for you. And we've been talking about not only that, but the preparation of ministry as well. And God wants to prepare you for what he has for you and then being spirit-led. And there's a lot of good information out there. Um, There's a lot of conferences, there's uh, a lot of teachings, there's a lot of books and and mountains of books on service to the Lord and how to do it and um, how to be successful in ministry. Uh, I think the important thing and the, the message um, that I want to give to the people I have opportunity is be led by the Lord, be led by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God, and because there is a lot of voices out there. There's a lot of voices out there that will sway you one way or another, or, you know, and it's, there's nothing wrong uh, with watching the YouTubes and, you know, we want to be informed and there's good teachers, 
But I think that getting back to the Word of God and just allowing the Lord to speak to you is such a wonderful thing. It's a freeing thing. And it's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts, and allowing Him to just guide you and direct you and moving forward. It's always, it's never going to contradict the Word of God. It's not going to contradict the, the character of God, um, but just moving forward and how God would have you to. And it's wonderful to be able to do that. Well, we're going to go back to the phone lines. We, let's go to Kevin in Alabama. Kevin? Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for calling. Wonderful. Thank you for taking my call. Okay, go ahead. And the, and the topic I wanted your opinion on is when Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he said that he was the vine and they were the branches, and every branch that uh, abide in, abiding in him and bearing fruit, uh, the Father would prune and they would bear more fruit. But he said every branch in him that didn't bear fruit would eventually wither and fall off and be burned. And so that's the uh, some some co-church members of mine. We've been studying a good bit into this idea of God bringing the world into into reconciliation with Himself in Christ at the cross. And um, and some people think that we well, by believing we get ourselves into Christ. But rather, on the other hand, I'm wondering is that actually true that God put the world in Christ, and then when we believe that, then Christ comes into us. Can I get your opinion on that, sir? Well, I'm not sure where you're going with all that. I do know as you look at it, Jesus says, I am the true vine. It's one of the I am statements of John. Um, He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, He goes, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the door. He says, I'm the vine. Um, and it's, it's interesting, the symbol there, because God repeatedly used the vine as a symbol of his people in the Hebrew scriptures. You see it in Isaiah chapter 5. You see it in Jeremiah, I believe, chapter 2. And here, as he's talking to his disciples, that Jesus said, I'm the true vine. And he's talking about um, abiding in him. Uh, and we must be rooted in him. Uh, And he's not talking about Israel. He's talking about him personally. And if we abide in him in the true vine, we belong to him, we will bear fruit in in this new covenant community. Um, So our identification is in Jesus Christ. So in these pictures that, that he's given here, he says, I'm the vine. And he does go through, and he does do pruning in our lives, just like a vine dresser would go, and prune the vine so it may bear forth much fruit. And um, again, in this, um, he he's telling me that, uh, or saying that when he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Um, they're the ones that aren't abiding truly in him. So abiding is connecting. Uh, it, it's staying close to it. So to me, that's the the primary message that Jesus is giving to his disciples. Listen, I'm the vine, and and you need to be connected to me to bear fruit. He says, abide in my love, and you'll bear fr- forth fruit. Abide in my word, you'll bear forth fruit that will remain. He says that 
um, as you abide in me, your joy may be full. So the importance there of it is that he is the one that is divine, and we are to be abiding in Christ to produce fruit in our lives. And we know that Galatians chapter 6 talks about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, and so forth that is there. So I don't know if that's kind of what you were looking for, Kevin, or maybe something deeper or different. Well, of late, I've been ju- I've just been impressed. Actually, it's not been just of late. It's been for a long time ongoing that I've just been impressed that as my faith deepens, the Lord is trying to show me that we must be able to honestly, from our heart, give him 100% credit for our salvation. Mm-hmm. And and if if I think my choosing to follow the Lord, choosing him to be my Lord, it's like I don't really believe the Bible is teaching that we choose him to be our Savior because he saved the world. We choose whether or not we want him to be our Lord when we hear the truth about the gospel, the good news, that we're supposed to tell the good news to everybody. It's not maybe good news. It's like already good news. I'm, so anyway, the, the bottom line is I'm, I'm feeling like this is really the only way that I know that we can give him 100% credit because he has to have it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If I think, oh, my choice is what gets me into Christ, then I'm questioning whether that's right or not. Well, don't complicate it, Kevin. The thing is, Mm -hmm. Jesus did the work on the cross. He cried out from the cross, it is finished. There's nothing that we can do in and of ourselves to save ourselves. But there is a calling, and, and, and it's a working of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I believe, um, in these chapters that you're speaking of, that he said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. And without me, you can do nothing. And that is true. The Bible teaches about how he chooses us. But we also know that there is a responding to the Holy Spirit. And we can't come to the Lord without the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And and so as we open our hearts to him, there is that um message of the cross, the message of repent and turn to Jesus and call out to him, the Savior of the world, um, he, to be my personal Lord and Savior. So both are at work. Both are at work, the, the um, you know, the sovereignty of God working, and then also the responsibility responding to that call as the Holy Spirit is convicting the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So you know, he gets the credit. He get, he gets the credit. He, Jesus, is the one that provided for our salvation. Um, the Holy Spirit is the one that draws us. But there is a response, and we do see that. Uh, Jesus said, you know, and the Scriptures tell us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, um, again, it's just you've responded to the call, You've asked Jesus into your heart as Lord and Savior. You belong to him. Uh, Continue to abide in him. He wants to produce fruit in your life. He wants to um, do an incredible work in your life through the Holy Spirit that is in us. And uh, and I, I wouldn't complicate it too much. 
And, you know, salvation is the work of God. Um, and we can rejoice in it. I rejoice that he chose me. And I'm very thankful that somebody took the time to give me the gospel um, to respond to. So thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. You bet. God bless you guys down there in Alabama. 303-690-3000, call in number, text line 720-336-0897. We got a couple open lines, and hey, I just heard the music came up on me. So um, we'll get to Mark after the uh, break. It's the only break. And then give me a call, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you on this Monday afternoon. 303-690-3000, call in number. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you. I pray that you are well that uh, the Lord is just continuing to grow you and bless you, uh, grow you in his love as we've entered into 2023. And I just pray that you're doing well in the things of the Lord and looking to him. And and I'm so thankful for Calvary Live. We can encourage each other. We can bless each other. uh, We can pray for each other. So I invite you to call in. we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line 720-336-0897. So grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about the things that are on your mind and on your heart. And uh, we uh, would love to hear from you and love to take your text calls uh, or your text questions and uh, prayer requests. It's for texting only as we have time. Uh, I do want to just let you know that Hearing Greeley, we've had so many people coming out to services uh, during the week, the Bible studies. So if you're in the area, check us out at calvarychapelgreeley.org, our Saturday morning, the Heart of Ministry class. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about faithfulness in ministry. And Paul writes in Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, that a steward is found to be faithful. He didn't say that they're to be successful, they're to be faithful. We let God take care of the results, but just being faithful. And the steward was one that was responsible for the the goods of the master. And we are responsible for the things of God, the oracles of God, is what Paul writes, to be able to, to use those for his pleasure, for his glory, for his purposes, and to be found faithful. So if that's something that uh, would be a blessing to you. Come out if you can join us. We'll be posting those teachings, the Heart of Ministry, on our website. Uh, we're in the book of Galatians. It's been an incredible study. Uh, we got a wonderful children's ministry, uh, youth, uh, you know, ministry, uh, young adults on Friday, men's studies, ladies' studies, a lot going on. Get involved. Uh, if you're not involved in a church, get involved in a church that's going to grow you and encourage you in the things of the Lord, and be blessed. And we are to be in fellowship uh, with 
um, other believers. So just want to encourage you in that. In the meantime, we're going to go to Mark and Centennial. Mark? Hi, Pastor Jeff. Uh, can you hear me? I sure can. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just have a prayer request. I'm, I'm changing employment, going on to a new project and job, and it's going to start February 1st. I just need people, brothers, sisters, to lift me up specifically for confidence in the Lord as I go into this new project, and also to build relationships that serve and edify in the Holy Spirit as I as I walk as a Christian. I think that's wonderful, and I believe the Lord will honor that, uh, because um, one of the things that you're expressing is you want to be a light, you want to honor the Lord in this, this new job, new opportunities, this new project, and be a light to others. And I believe the Lord will guide you, and we're going to pray for you in that. And, um, you know, the Lord has us placed in different jobs and different places and different projects to be a light. And um, I think it's wonderful prayer requests. And, and Father, I do pray. I pray for Mark. I just pray that as he here very shortly um, is going to, after this week and, and next week on February 1st, start a new project, uh, that you would just help him, help him to start that, that new project with confidence um, to be a light to others. I pray that you would uh, bless him, that you would guide his words as um, he is working with uh, new people, as he is conversing, and, and Lord, that you give him wisdom. Give him wisdom in what he is doing. And Lord, as you give him wisdom, help him to be light and to be edified and encourage and use him uh, to be um, your ambassador for you and for to be um, just uh, the reality of Jesus coming forth from him. So, Lord, uh, as he starts this new project, uh, that he would just have a peace, that you're with him, that you would um, just guide his mind, uh, guide his actions um, this, as he goes through this new project. And I pray that you would bless him in every way. Show yourself strong on his behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. I really appreciate that prayer. You bet. Absolutely, Mark. We'll continue to pray, okay? Keep in touch. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. 303-690-3000. Call-in number to text line 720-336-0897 is the text line. we got all open lines right now. You know, God does want to use you in where he has planted you. Um, I'm very grateful. I know it isn't easy that he puts us in different places, um, in the medical centers, the nurses, teachers in the schools, uh, mechanics, you guys out there in the field um, that are working, uh, that uh, are drilling, working the land, uh, you know, just mechanics. We're in all different places. And whatever we do, Colossians tells us, that we're to do all things as unto the Lord, not with lip service or eye service, uh, but pleasing to the Lord. And uh, it's an opportunity, and I know it isn't always easy uh, to be in a place where uh, there's, you know, it's it's worldly, it's hard, it's um, difficult. Uh, and But 
the Lord wants to guide you. He wants to use you to be a light. I hope that's an encouragement to you. Um, and in those times where you're just, you're thinking, Lord, why am I here? Just trust him. Just trust him and continue to be that light. Move forward in wisdom. Keep praying every day how you might be able to be that light to others. And he will guide you in every way in that. And, uh, and that's why we need encouragement. Um, and that's why we need to be blessed, um, you know, by other brothers and sisters that are there to pray for us because you're not alone. You're not alone. And the Lord's traveling with you. Um, there is somebody that uh, has texted in and uh, is given thanksgiving. I made amends today after much prayer. God helped me to say the right words. I feel so relieved. And so we do give you thanks, thanks Lord, for helping this individual that um, went and made amends um, and restoring relationships. That's something that you desire to do for us to restore relationships, for us to um, come together. Um, and Lord, I just uh, give uh, this individual gives thanks to you for giving him the right words to speak and for working in this situation. In Jesus' name, amen. 303-690-3000, the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Celeste in Boulder. Celeste? Hi. Yes. Hello, Pastor. Celeste here. Go ahead. Thanks for calling. Okay. Great. Yeah. This is my first time calling in, so a little nervous. Uh, but um, Nah, don't, don't be nervous. Just, just, you know, we'll just talk like we're... You're in my office talking, and I want to encourage you and bless you any way I can. Go ahead. All right. Great. So um, I um, am in a bit of a predicament um, in dealing with my mother, who um, I grew up in a Hindu religion with her, and she lives in India. And um, I came to Christ eight years ago and had a transformative experience with Jesus, you know, without any doubt. You know, all the spiritual paths I had followed and you know, growing up in that religion, you know, studying the Vedas, all that stuff. I mean, when I encountered Jesus and started praying to him, I just, everything changed. Like everything that yeah. I thought I had known about God changed. God. And he just came yeah. alive to me, you know, and um, I was Amen. physically transformed, emotionally transformed. I mean, it's just, it has been such a powerful experience. Wow. Um, and now, you know, I'm dealing with my mother and um, I guess I just have questions about how to witness to her, and partly it's that she has a tendency to want to create equivalents, like, oh, you know, well, in this, in our religion or their religion or whatever, it, it's, you know, she'll try to create some equivalent to what she thinks, you know, you know, would be an equivalent to Jesus, but there is no equivalent to Jesus, and I know that, you know, yeah. so um, I guess I have some questions about how to witness to her and. And also, can God just cover my mistakes? Because, you know, sometimes yeah, I don't, yeah. you know, I worry that, you know, I, I say things, I try to praise the Lord, and I feel like sometimes she'll try to claim that in, in her religion, you know? So yeah. I guess I yeah. wonder, how is Jesus, you know, how could I verbally say he's unique? I mean, I've had a unique experience, and I just need to learn yeah. a little bit more about how to communicate that to someone. Well, well, first of all, I really enjoyed listening to your testimony. Um you know, coming, Christ brings life. Um, and Jesus said, I came to bring you life and life abundantly. But, you know, we have the promise of eternal life. But I remember when I came to Christ, I felt alive for the first time. 
you know, the sky was different, you know, the, the paint on the houses was different. I, I was just so free. Um, it was so real because the Lord is real. And as you talk about uniqueness, I, I think you can do that because Hinduism, uh, what I understand is they don't even believe in a personal God. Um, they believe in God in, in general. I don't know. I'm not an expert on Hindu religion, um, but it's very impersonal. And one of the things that you can do is you can speak about how God is a personal God and that he is real. But what makes Christianity so unique is that there's an empty tomb in Jerusalem and no other religious leader rose from the grave. They're all in their, their tombs. Confucius, Muhammad, uh, Buddha, um, all of them. None of them rose from the grave. None of them conquered death. And only one died for our sins. In every other religion, again, to speak about uniqueness, that it, it can't compare to what Christianity is about, is that every other religion speaks about and teaches this is what you have to do to earn salvation or reach nirvana or to come to that place of, you know, spiritual, you know, whatever. Um, that's what they'll speak about. Only true biblical Christianity is not based on what we do. It's based on what he did on the cross of Calvary. And that's what I would stay, keep the focus on. I would keep the focus on Jesus who came to this world for you, Mom. He came and died for you, for your sins. And he spoke from the cross and cried out, It is finished, that I've paid the price. And, and he died for, for all of your sins and made atonement. And then he was put into a grave, and he rose again after three days. And he proved that he's the Son of God because he conquered sin and death. And there's an empty tomb in Jerusalem and that he is Lord. So keep taking her back to the cross. And, and it reminds me a little bit of Paul the Apostle when he was writing in First Corinthians and in chapter 2. He says to the Corinthians, When I first came to you, I came in much fear and trembling. And I didn't come with human wisdom, but came in a demonstration power of the Holy Spirit. And I was determined not to know anything but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he was went to Corinth, he was, you know, in a place that there was a lot of philosophy, the Greek culture, um, all kinds of different views about religion. He had just been in Athens where there was all these altars to different gods, and he was he was vexed in his spirit because of it. And he comes into Corinth and he says, I was determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Keep taking her to the cross. Take, keep you know, the cross in front of her, and that there's a personal God that loved you, Mom, so much that he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it is this one who said that I am the way. He did not say I am a way. That he said I am the way, singular, the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's a very simple statement to understand. But he proved it by going to the cross and rising from the grave. So those are the things you might think about and pray through as you witness to your mom. Yeah, yeah, because I think at the at the end she, you know, because she was trying to say, "Oh no, it's not our efforts; it's 
you know, but in the end she said, she said something about, I also depend on God. And that, you know, it wasn't God takes care of me. Look at what he's done. It's, it was, that was the phrase she used was, I do this. You know what I mean? And so I'm praying for my own self, you know, that I can learn to, you know, give him the glory, you know, more and more in my speech so that um, I'm not making those mistakes and I'm not hiding behind sort of like a false humility or something, you know? No, and, uh, I, I, what what yeah. I'm hearing from you is is you're desiring to witness to your mom. You want her to know what you know and 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 to come to faith in the one who is the way, the truth, and life. One of the things you might do, Celeste, and I don't know, you know how much um, you know your mom better than anybody, but just read some scripture to her. You know, read from her John's Gospel, you know, have her go through John's Gospel, say, Mom, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to read John's Gospel, because John was written to show that Jesus is deity, and John was written to show that he is the Son of God. And so, you you know, there's different things that you can do, but just keep speaking truth into her heart, and then you pray, Lord, open up her eyes, you know, her eyes spiritually soften her heart. Because Satan wants to blind her. Satan blinds the unbelievers, as Paul writes in First Corinthians, and, and and just open her eyes to you and draw her to you. And you keep praying for her and don't stop praying for her and keep sharing the gospel and keep sharing truth into her life and showing her Jesus and preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. So I think uh, as you do that um, and as you, know, you just uh, desire for her to know the truth, um, God's going to work. Yeah, I, I like what you said about um, speaking, reading the gospel to her, because I sometimes worry that what I'm saying isn't right, and then I'm like, oh, no, Lord, can you please cover any mis- mistakes that I made? But if I read Scripture to her, there's no mistakes there, you know? Right. So, and, so. and the thing is, you know, you know, Celeste, that that you said you you felt alive, it, transformation, you got a new heart, and the Word of God is alive. And and the Word of God is powerful, because I remember when I first—I grew up um, in the Catholic Church. I, I never read the Scriptures. I never knew the Scriptures. And when I walked into a Calvary Chapel for the first time, and the Word of God was opened up, it hit me right between the eyes and right in the heart. It was so alive. So give her the Word of God that's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, and give her the cross, and you keep praying. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you very much. Can I pray for you? Yes, please. Father, I've heard this wonderful testimony from Celeste. I'm so thankful that you got a hold of her heart, and she's a new creation in Christ. And Lord, uh, she desires for her mom to come to you and to know you. So I pray that you would just give her the right words to speak. I pray that her mom, that you would take the blindness away that Satan has put on, that you would open up her eyes to you, soften her heart, that the Word of God would be planted there and take root, and, Lord, that uh, the gospel, Jesus Christ and Him crucified, would become real to her, that she would come to salvation. I pray that you give Celeste the right words to speak, that you would guide her, and, Lord, we just pray for her mom's salvation uh, coming to you. Um, And, Lord, we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Celeste, you call back if you need more prayer or keep us updated, okay? All right. Thank you very much. All right. God thank, bless. Thank you, Celeste. Bye-bye. Let's go to Sandy in Kentucky. 
Hi, Sandy. Pastor. How are you doing? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I have an issue that I've been dealing with since, well, no, November, I think. Um, my granddaughter um, fell in love with this guy, and they lived for getting high, you know, and drugs and all that stuff. And um, she wouldn't have anything to do with us for holidays or anything for two years because we didn't like the boy because he wouldn't work and stuff. We felt like he should mm-hmm. at yeah. least try, you know, just living with his mom and her. But anyway, they had a baby in uh, August, and uh, uh, her mom got temporary custody of the baby because she was drug addicted. The baby was born drug addicted. And uh, so they took the baby from her, but just for a little short time, and then they weaned her back, you know, to getting the baby because she did everything they wanted her to do, the 28-day program and things, and she's doing that right now again. But in November, she took this baby from her mom, a safe place, a safe haven, back to that boyfriend's house, and he nearly killed this baby. Fractured her skull. Uh, it was uh, it was very traumatic for all of us. It and, it is uh, terrible. Is so you're dealing that. with that. You're struggling with all of that, Sandy. And I can understand. There's a lot there. There's a lot that you just you know going through that we can't fully understand. And and I know that you're looking, trying to forgive your granddaughter. Um, and you, you know the thing is, is in a traumatic of you know thing that you just you know described. Um, you know, it's hard and it's, it's, it's deep. It's, it's, uh, overwhelming and it's unbelievable, but forgiveness is a choice that you make. It doesn't condone what he does. It doesn't, you know, um, undermine what he did. It doesn't dismiss what he does. It isn't like, well, you know, this isn't serious. And there's, there's partly a righteous anger that is there, um, that, that you're feeling, but forgiveness is saying, I'm going to forgive. Um, but, um, so that this situation doesn't have control over me and to where my anger turns into wrath and it, and it begins to spread and the bitterness and all of this. Um, but I can understand certainly that, um, this is a difficult, difficult situation. And I just want to pray for you. And I just want to, um, you know, just be with you, and hopefully the authorities are involved in it to protect this child. And Jail, and but, um, um, he's done this to his older son too. Same thing. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and there needs to be protection, and so there's a lot that is there, and maybe you know a lot there is out of your hands, but we're going to entrust it to the Lord right now. And Father, I pray for Sandy. You know, she's uh, in a difficult situation with her family, and um, and I just pray that. Uh, that you would just intervene in this situation. And Lord, as she's trying to sort through all of this, uh, how hard and difficult, we can't understand it. But Lord, uh, you see all, you know all. And I just pray for, first of all, I pray for protection um, for the child born um, and for um, her great-granddaughter, protection for this child to be in a safe place. But I also pray that you would intervene in this situation for all involved, the whole family or granddaughter, um, free her from the drugs that she is addicted to, um, just um, the darkness that's there. Uh, I pray that you would be with Sandy, help her um, uh, 
to just be able to um to to come to a place where she can forgive but lord um to be able to do it supernaturally through you working and lord um we just pray that you would intervene in this difficult situation and um that you would just work and it's in Jesus name that we pray Amen and amen. So, Sandy, I'm so sorry you're going through it. We'll continue to pray. Well, we've got some time in the show. We're going to go to Valerie in Colorado Springs. Valerie? Yeah, hi. Hi, Pastor. You're on, you're on Calvary Live. Yes, yes, amen. First time caller. Woo-hoo. I made it through. <laughs> Praise God for that. Well, I'm glad um, you Pastor, called. How, how, go ahead. How can we pray for you? Yeah, I'm seeking prayer for... For my son, he's struggling with addiction problems and just anger issues, and um, I don't know necessarily how to help him. I think I've been trying to witness to him to the best of my ability, recalling the Lord's Word, and obviously I'm not I'm not mad at him, just like Miss Sandy was dating right now, because I understand it. I haven't always made the best choices in my life, and... I think the Lord has given me a different perspective, but I guess as a parent, you feel so impotent that you don't know how to help them sometimes, right. and then you come to the realization that maybe you're not the one that's going to help them, which makes you feel even a little bit more crappy, I guess, for me. Um, yeah. And I know he's tried to seek God, but he's just very angry right now. I know yeah. there's issues about, like, never meeting his father. Um, he yeah. had been incarcerated and that transitioning well, out. V- Valerie, we're getting ready to end the show. So I want to take the time to pray for you. And it's very difficult. Uh, and, you know, just, you know, the calls that we've gotten today, these are real life issues and what people are dealing with. And, and I'm so sorry for, you know, the difficulty and the hurt you're going through, but we're just going to give it to the Lord as father. We pray for Valerie and, a son who's struggling with anger and addiction problems. And um, I just pray that you would just work in his life, um, that you would intervene and that you would draw him to you, uh, that you would free him from the addiction and even from the bondage of anger and wrath. And Lord, that you would just help Valerie and her husband to witness to him. Lord, that you would work supernaturally in, in this family with her son and Lord, no one is far too gone for you to to work. And so, Lord, we pray for his salvation. We pray that um, you would intervene. You would send people into his life to help. Uh, Lord, speak truth into his life. Uh, for Valerie and her husband, um, I just pray that uh, you would uh, give them the words to speak and, and um, to just keep praying for their son. And Lord, I just pray that you you would, uh, Lord, work miracle, and that you would just uh, work in a way that is um, they can look at it and say that you are truly God Almighty, who who is mighty to save. And so, Lord, we ask all this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Valerie, you, you bet, Valerie, we're going to be praying. So, hey, we're towards the end of the show. We only got a couple minutes left, but real life issues that that we see here on um, Calvary Live and here and praying for people. And and that's one of the reasons why I encourage you to be in fellowship with other believers 
um, so you can have a place where people are praying for you. I want to also remind you that that text line is as uh, the text uh, per request come in and also the questions that we don't always respond to them, but that is a 24-7. During the show, we don't respond. But if you put in a prayer request, there are those who are going to be praying for you, and that's a good resource for you uh, to be able to pray, uh, give prayer requests, uh, text it in, and then the prayer team uh, at Calvary Church in Aurora will be praying for you. Um, and I just pray that um, that you would uh, just... just um, just be with other believers. We need each other, especially in the day, because we're dealing with things in our families. We deal with stuff at work. Uh, we deal with stuff, um, you know, in different areas of life, and it can be very hard and difficult. And we need to be edified and built up in the body of Christ. And that's why Hebrews chapter 10 declares that we're not to forsake the assembly of ourselves, especially. Um, since we see the day approaching. And also it would say in uh, Hebrews chapter 10 that we're to provoke one another for good works. You know, just to continue with the things of the Lord, giving the gospel, continuing to just, uh, you know, move forward in the things of the Lord, trusting him, helping one another, serving one another in love is what Paul would write in the book of Galatians. And, and um, being kind, being gentle to one another. So anyway, Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at the same time. If you didn't get a chance to, to talk to me on the show, I'll be back at Calvary Live tomorrow. In the meantime, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Um, and may the Lord bless you in every way. God bless. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.